You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the Best Life. some random titles what's up y'all it's danny jizzle and it's jill coleman we're in the vegas studio it is uh very hot outside but we're in here with ac and beasley that's right well she just went out she just went outside but she was sleeping on her back y'all dogs are so weird (laughs) and i before i had a dog people would be like oh they have the weirdest personality i'm like how's a dog have a personality like i didn't get it you know same thing with if you have kids like oh how's your one-year-old have a personality but they do they do they really do getting a dog was the best thing we did i was so scared because traveling a lot and it losing my dogs was really heartbreaking and i feel like it's really hard to it's like you don't want to get a dog to replace your dog and it wasn't about that really but just knowing like you're gonna have that heartbreak but once we got her, I was like, what was I so scared of? She's just been the best. Were you and scared I still, of commitment? I still cry about her dying. Oh, totally. <laughs> I, cry. I cry at least once a week thinking about her dying. And totally. she's, she's one and a half, you guys. Um, <laughs> the commitment for sure. I think I was scared of traveling. Like, it's going to be a hassle. And I'm going to have to play with her. And it's going to be annoying. But it's sometimes annoying, but most of the time it's like, it's, it's been more of a joy. And there's even been times where I'm like, oh, I don't want to take her out to the park, but I need it anyway. And I would say, especially when we got her um, last year, it was after my mom died and stuff. And I had a lot of grief. I think having her made me go outside, it forced me to do things that I probably would have stayed in and been a lot more in a dark place Mm. if I didn't have her to like force me to do stuff. Totally. So it was... It's like the annoying parts actually were blessings in disguise, the things that I thought would be annoying, and they really weren't. It's like, and you, and maybe it's like with kids too, is the diapers, and you're like, oh, it sounds so terrible. But it's like when you love someone or care for something, you don't mind it. So, like, I don't mind picking up her poop. I don't mind having to do some of those things because I love her. So, anyway, that's not what this show is about. <laughs> but I know, but they're the best. Doggies. Anyway, what is the show about? Uh, well, <laughs> we wanted to talk about this because, as you guys know, we kind of uh, play in the online business space and the personal branding space. And look, the space has changed quite a bit over the last, you know, over a decade since you and I started. And not only has it changed a lot, but the ways in which people are buying things has changed. The obviously social media platforms have gotten a lot more. It's funny to me when people, and this is just an aside, when people 
complain about, oh, the algorithm on Instagram and it's like so bad this and that. I was like, y'all, all we had was Facebook. Like granted, everyone on Facebook was seeing everything, but we didn't have, I remember I had to build my website from scratch. Oh my God. Myself. Yes. Like now pages. you could just buy a template for like 50 bucks and have like a website up in two hours. Like, okay. so I think now there are so many different platforms there's mm. so many different software tools there's so many great ways to build a business it doesn't have to be on one specific platform it doesn't have to be in one specific like i think i used um optimized press or i don't know what i was using it's a I wordpress plugin press, yes. yeah optimized i like used press. to create my own web. i had like five different websites at one point so long story short the space has changed quite a bit and as a business coach in the space teaching coaches it is or if you position yourself as a business coach or a business mentor of some kind, there is, in my estimation, a responsibility to keep up with what's working. And I'll be honest, there have been times in my own business where something that was working that was really working well for me that I was teaching my students didn't work for them, or it just wasn't working as well for them, or even for me, it stopped working. And there is this moment of like, oh God, like if it's not this, what is it? And so I wanted to have a conversation around, are you out of integrity? Mm. If you are teaching, especially because you and I were talking about this earlier off air, there's a lot of people in our space who talk a lot about manifestation, about energy, about magnetism, about some of these more woo-woo topics. And my own coach is really into woo-woo stuff. He talks a lot about like the energetics of sales and things like that. He's massive. He's a real strategy guy too. But it just got me to thinking, is it irresponsible mm. to be teaching something and keep teaching it when there's blatant evidence that it's actually not working anymore yeah. or it's not working for your students? And, you know, and I'll, I can obviously share my story of like going through that the very first time, but we do see people who hang on to something even in the face of it not working because maybe they don't know what else there is or maybe they built a brand around it. Yeah. And they hang on a little too long. Yeah. And it's a disservice to the clients to be continuing to promote that. Well, I, I have an example for my own personal brand and we can share some examples too. So we're not totally talking in maybe circles if someone doesn't understand. But one of them was uh, when I was a trainer and doing meal plans, I was starting to go through some adrenal fatigue and I was starting to gain weight and I couldn't quite figure it out. And I was doing all the cardio and eating healthy. And I didn't necessarily quite know why everything was happening with my body. I had a feeling deep down that it was probably the dieting. And I was giving my clients a lot of workouts and meal plans, very similar to what I was doing. And even though I was gaining weight and even though I had a feeling like this is making it worse. And then as I was like really knowing that it was making my body struggle, I didn't know any different and I didn't know what else to give them. And I know they wanted results and I knew that that could get them results, even though I knew that in the back of my mind, potentially it could boomerang and come back around and bite them in the ass later. And I did finally get to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I don't feel right about it. I don't want anyone asking me for a meal plan. This is not what they need. But for a while, I, I felt like I was living out of integrity and it was so hard because it was how I was making my money. I didn't really have anything else and I didn't know the answers to how to fix it. So I was just giving what I knew that worked, even though in the back of my mind, I was like, this works, but it's kind of going to fuck you later. Yeah. And that do you think sucked. you had shame around it too? Like to be able, you had to admit that yeah. like, Hey, this thing that like worked at one point, 
isn't working now and in fact it's doing the opposite i did have shame and i actually remember being very scared that what if someone came to me and they were starting to have the struggles i had like hey i'm getting weight what do i do because i didn't know yet what to do so i was like shit what if somebody starts to have all the problems i'm having and i don't have any answers for them so i was really digging for solutions for myself because i was afraid of this catching up and it really did get to where it didn't feel good. And I didn't want to keep talking about, I know that it affected my marketing and I kind of pulled back because I didn't know what was going on. And at the same time, when I had new clients coming out to ask me, hey, can you help me? I was like, yes, I can. I know what I could do because I could help them. It just sucked because in the back of my mind, I was like, this is I'm not. Gonna, these, am I going to fuck these people yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. Do you know was, if you did at all? I don't know. I do. Well, I will say this. I have plenty of clients who came back to me later and they're like, man, can you send me my old meal plan? Like I've gained weight and the best shape I was in was when I was with you. And it just makes me cringe because I was like, it wasn't the meal plan. And I mean, maybe it was at the time, but getting on the old meal plan isn't going to get you back to your old, yeah. you know, weight. So, and, and you know, who knows what their lifestyle was and what they did after the fact, but I don't think anyone had any big damage, knock on wood, not that I know of. But I don't think a lot of people sustained what they lost with me. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was a long-term, like, a long-term, quote, success, if you were to, to say that was successful, if you had long-term weight loss. We kind of went through the same thing. Yeah. That was right around the time. We had been doing meal plans for about two years. And at that point, I was, I remember having massive shame because I was giving my clients meal plans that I couldn't even stay on. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't really have the adrenal stuff that you had, but I had a, a massive compliance issues because... I was so deprived and I would binge and then I would deprive and then I would binge. And so for me, it was more like just mental obsession with food and my body and probably some metabolic compensation for sure. Metabolic dysfunction, if I had kept going, I'm sure I would have gotten to the point of adrenal fatigue as well. But I remember just being like, I can't in good conscience give my clients these meal plans if like I can't even stay on them. Like again, I think they probably have some transient success, but it wasn't a long-term solution. Yeah. And then I was like, I just got to figure this out myself. And that's when we started the Moderation 365 journey and then come to find out, then we started people coming out of the woodwork and being like, okay, yes, this is exactly where I'm at. I need to fix it, whatever. And so there was a lot of that. It also happened for me in 2015. I was a business coach for, I've been a business coach for about three years at that time. And I remember when people started asking me, how are you doing what you're doing? And I wasn't, I didn't know anything. I didn't know everything. And I certainly didn't go to like get my MBA or anything, but I was like, well, I can teach you what's worked for me. And at that time it was the blogging model that was back in like 2010, 2011. I mean, we put up a blog every single day and get thousands of views. People would check my blog before they'd even check their email in the morning. It was just where people were reading long form content. It was really working. We had, we were just making people super fans. And so I taught my very first business coaching clients that model. And I said, Hey, I know it's a lot. Most of them were like, I haven't written a paper since high school. And I was like, okay, you're about to write a bunch of words now. So I had them blog every single week. That was like their content strategy. Mm. This is before Instagram, right? Then Instagram started coming out. People started getting out in 2013, 2014. And then that sort of started taking the place of long form content because now we have captions. We have all these other ways to put out content. So I remember in 2015, I had like a group of women I was working with and like they kind of came together and just said like, hey, like we're blogging and like getting no views mm. and like we keep doing it and it like keeps not working. And I remember, and it wasn't everybody. Some people did really well with their blog, but other people just didn't. And I remember having this moment of like, 
God, like I can't ignore this. Yeah. I'm only as good as the results my clients get. And if this is not working for them, and then I had to face the music that it really kind of wasn't working for me anymore as well. And I think that's when you start to know like, Hey, you have to look at your own shit and go like, not only am I teaching something that's not working, but the thing that I really want to work because it did work at some point isn't working for me anymore. And I can't be in my integrity and keep doing that. But the fear is what else is there? If it's not this, you know, I'm sure you probably felt that way when you stopped doing meal plans. You're yeah. probably like, if it's not this, totally. what is it? Yeah. And it's almost like you'd rather just keep doing the meal plans because at least it's familiar. Yeah. You don't know. It's like these people who keep doing hours of cardio, even though they know they're like slowly gaining weight and they're starving all the time, yep. but they're like, but I need to keep doing it because it's familiar. Then trying something brand new and being like, well, that's going to be just a crapshoot. We don't even know what could it, what could it look like. So I think that was, I had that moment. And then I was like, all right, time to like get clinical. And that's really when I started in my mind growing up as a, as a coach and a business owner was not making it about my ego. And my ego was, you know, you have to push forward with the blog. You have to be right with this thing. Like that was the the ego part of me. When I take my ego out of it, I was like, Jill, just figure out what's working. It's out there. We know people are buying stuff yeah. on the internet. Just find out how they're buying, where they're buying, you know, what they're buying. And then it just started becoming more of a puzzle to me. Yeah. And it totally dissipated all of the shame and all of the the anxious energy. Once I ripped the bandit off and I was like, yeah, you're right. Let's figure out what it is. And then I'm gonna start teaching that. I'm gonna get really good at that. So who's doing the next thing? What's that gonna be? And then get better at that and then teach that. And that's, that's been a constant evolution since then. That's what makes you so brilliant though. And that you continue to see what's working. Cause I see so many fly by night, highly successful coaches who come on the scene teaching this one thing that worked and they keep pushing it well past when yeah, it stops working. And then they disappear. Like I've seen this from every platform. Maybe someone comes on and they're teaching how to summits. blow up on IG. Yes, I was going to say webinars, summits, we- webinars, all of those things, like a strategy that works for a time, like webinars crushed in 2013. Like you could get 70% of people to show up. Now you get like 25% of people and they still work. They still work, but it's not the same. Like you have to get so many people to sign up to get a small fraction of people to get on, to get an even smaller fraction of people to buy. It's just very different. So those people who created a course at the beginning when you were just the cashing checks by doing a webinar, it's just, it's very different than it is now. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. And I see this happen 
over and over and over. And at some point you do have to go, okay, this isn't the thing that's working anymore. And I do think it's, I think it's wise to pull it off, like to pull it off and not keep selling something that it's, it's hard to say. Cause it's like, well, it does work, but mm, not really. It's not working how you said it was. And to me, it's kind of like selling snake oil. It, and it's hard to say that it's snake oil because it, like like the meal plans, they do work, but it's not long-term sustainable. So are we selling them something? I don't know. It, do you it think CBD is the new snake oil? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I don't know. It's like I keep wanting it to be something. Same. I, and some people, I hear some people swear by it. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, my God, it like is the best. I'm like. Do you feel anything? I put Maybe like, I just have too much caffeine. I'm just not sensitive enough anymore. <laughs> my cells. I put like a CBD, like we had that CBD for life. I put a salve on, but I don't, it's probably the other ingredients that I feel that like, like the, yeah, like, 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 like maybe the arnica or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like whatever the other ingredients, it's probably not the CBD that does anything. Yeah. For real. And you know, it's, I've, there's a, and this isn't just one person. There's actually multiple, but talking about like the manifestation and getting in alignment. And when you're your truest self, you're manifesting more money and you're making more money. And I know for a couple of people in particular that they're not making more money. They're actually making less money as they started doing this. And it's like, you're sharing how to make more money, but you're not making more money. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, mm, you got to, it's not my job to like tell them to stop. Well, you and I talked about this a little bit the other day. I think it was you. I forget who it was. I think it was you, but we're talking about manifestation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about this. And like for some people, if it doesn't work for them, mm. like if you're a manifestation coach, and look, I'm not saying it doesn't. I've certainly had a lot. Oh, yeah, of, we I've I certainly yeah, I've had success with manifestation for sure. But if you're teaching manifestation, and someone isn't manifesting the things they're trying to manifest, even if they're open to how it comes in and all those kind of like contextual conversations around like, it's going to show up a different way than you could ever imagine. Like, I get all that. But it's really, I feel like it's easy to be a manifestation coach because if someone doesn't get a result, you can just say, well, you just didn't. You didn't believe it. You didn't believe it enough. (laughs) Or you must not have really dropped into the experience and had the sights and the sounds and the smells and really like put yourself in that environment. It's just like. Like there's some part of you that's doubting. It's kind of like (laughs) saying you're going to church and you're like, God's not saying my prayers. And then the priest is like, we need to pray harder. And you're like, okay, should I go fuck myself? Yeah, like you blame, you blame the person and it's, there's never, you don't have There's no accountability. (laughs) You could just blame, you could be the manifestation coach and then you just blame the client for not doing it right. And you never have any. Maybe you're trying to do it, but you're not really doing it. Remember that Sex in the City episode (laughs) where Charlotte went and she was doing the daily affirmations? Oh my gosh, yeah. And then she shows up to that lady's thing and she raised her hand and said, I've been doing them for a year and they're not working. And then the woman up on stage is like, maybe you're not really doing it. Maybe you're not really trying and then charlotte just sits down she's like okay (laughs) it's true though i feel like being a manifestation coach is the easiest that's why we were we're talking on the beach and i was like yes i'm gonna do this now i'm gonna be a manifestation coach and if it doesn't work for you it's your it's your fault just put (laughs) put it on you i actually really like i really like manifestation like i've definitely had great experiences with it when i do it consistently but also like i don't know you can't blame the person and being like maybe not really truly believing it there's just no checks and balances there's There's no no accountability there's no accountability no and it's tricky too when let's say the manifestation coach you're doing all the the quote right things and you're not making more money 
then you do start to blame yourself, but then you're, go, you're going, okay, now, well then what? And if you're paying this coach and you're not making more money, then how do you justify continuing to pay the coach when what they're teaching you isn't quote working? So it gets really tricky in these situations where you're like, you're coaching me how to make more money and I'm doing all the things, but I'm not making more money. So I'm not going to continue to pay you. See, this is why I'm a strategy person. Like, honestly, like I do like the woo woo stuff and I definitely believe in energetics, but at the end of the day, I need to be able to track the shit. Yeah. I'm be like, okay, how many leads do you got? All right. What was the show up rate? What was the conversion rate? What's the sales page percentage? Like at least you can have something to know how to get better. It just feels so. A scale on zero to it has to be like, maybe there is a quantification. I don't know, but there needs to be some way to know how you can improve. Otherwise, literally just go fuck yourself. Like, how do you know how to get better? Yeah. Yeah. But okay. Back to you're a coach and your thing isn't working anymore. How do you, and you feel out of integrity. What you gotta, do you do? Like you got to make money though. Yeah. You got to figure it out. Yeah. Right. You got to figure it out. And like, to your point about your story, you know, when you told the story about the meal plans, it sounds like there was a little bit of a buffer period where you're like, I'm still prescribing this thing mm-hmm. because I don't know what the next thing is yet. And I think that's normal to have that. You know, unfortunately I do hate that like some clients and customers are the, you know, you know, end up sort of getting burned by that. You trying to figure out your stuff, but that's just part of the process of getting started. Right. That's like kind of the price you have to pay. But I think there is a buffer period. And at some point you go, okay, like I'm ready to not recommend that anymore because I now know what else might be working. And also this just goes back to like, be good at what you do. You know, I think be an, be an actual expert. And that's, that's a hot topic. If you're listening to this and you maybe already feel imposter syndrome, you're probably like Jill speaking right to the thing I'm already insecure about. But at the end of the day, like if you have mastery over a subject, then you should be able to transmute it into something else, right? Marketing is marketing, sales is sales, messaging is messaging, no matter what the vehicle, whether it's a webinar, a challenge, a three-part video series, an e-course, a download, like if you know the basics of business, it shouldn't matter that it's not blogging anymore. Cool, where where else can I take that content and put it? Is it video, is it audio? Like if you understand the basics of business, then it shouldn't matter what the actual vehicle is. Do you think you need to go publicly and say you were wrong or that it doesn't work anymore or can you just pivot I think you can pivot I think that um there's benefit to sharing it at some point I think that it probably could be pretty disastrous in the moment to be like I was wrong about this because you weren't wrong right at one point it did work and your experience with meal plans was positive to a point my experience with blogging was very positive to a point so it's not that you were lying the whole time it just started changing and that's what everything happens online it starts changing it's your responsibility as a coach to recognize when it starts changing and not be in denial you know and then once it does to go okay if it's not this then what is it and i don't think you need to shout that from the rooftops i think you can just start pivoting in a new direction and then later on if you want to tell the story like i'm telling it now that was 8 years ago yeah. you know and i hate those maybe couple of clients who weren't getting the result at that point but then it's like cool it's my job to figure out as your coach what is working so i don't know that like in at the time you need to share it but maybe later if it's but maybe never. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Cause I was thinking about the meal plans. I wouldn't necessarily want to go, you guys, I figured it out. These meal plans are ruining my body. And, and everything I gave you was ruining. Cause it wasn't ruining theirs. It wasn't necessarily, I just had a feeling that if they continued doing this for a long t- period of time, like I did, they could have gotten the same results. But to my knowledge, nobody had lasting damage. Um, but I think it, 
can come out later or you just make your shift. You know, you start to do better when you know better. And I I think some people might be scared, like, if I mess up, then do I have to admit it? And then people are going to think I lied. And ultimately, it's not a lie. It's just you didn't have all the information or maybe new things came along or things changed. And things do change. And we find out new information. And when you have new information, you can make different decisions and then you can do better. But I, I'm, I agree with you. It and my thing, later, with but... manifestation, if someone becomes a manifestation coach, it's chances are because manifestation worked for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing is like, you can't judge yourself. You can't judge your, your previous self for not knowing. Now, if you know, and you're selling something that you fucking know doesn't work. Yeah. Then like, then for sure. But at one point meal plans are working for you. Mm-hmm. If someone's a manifestation coach on some level, it did work for them or at, for it did for a time, you know, energetics worked for them for a time. Maybe it was energetics. Maybe it was the pandemic. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe your business blew up because people were locked down. I don't know. But like, so you have to look at all of those things. And I think if you're a self-aware coach and you're a good mentor, you'll start recognizing some of those things and pivot before it's too late. Mm. And you had to check your ego. For me, that was a big thing. Yeah, I like that too. It is important to go, is this about me being right, feeling good, having an ego, or is it about getting my clients results? And that's what I love about you too. You're like, okay, my clients are getting results. Something has to change versus being attached to what you knew was right at the time. And that's, it's not going to get you far. Who's teaching online summits still? <laughs> That's what I, I really know. want to know. know. Who is teaching online summits? Who's teaching cold DMing? Oh God, Whoever's we need we need to know to who's stop. teaching that. There are some some things that need to go to bed for. That, like good. I'm like, did they ever work though? I mean, the summits did work. I've seen those work well for some people. Yeah, but I think I think we got to move on. <laughs> I think we got to move on. And look, here's the deal: is if you were a blogger in 2010. I have some clients that still blog because they were blogging in 2010 and they built a readership. So for them, it probably still does have an ROI, but not for someone just getting started now. I would never recommend starting a blog in 2023. Yeah. So, you know, you just have to be a good coach. And also, if you want to have a long career, you can't be attached to any one way. You have to really look at you're only good as good as your client's results. So that's hard, though. Well, I liked this conversation. I think there are a lot of things that came out that I didn't think about and... I'm curious if you're listening, if you've gone through this in your own business or things changed and you weren't sure how to switch and how you did it and, or if you're in the middle of it and maybe you need some help, let us know. And you can post in the private Facebook group, go to thebestlifepodcast.com and you can click on the link to the group. We'd love to see you post in there. Love hearing from y'all there. And we just hit 2 million downloads. So thank you so much for your listenership and for sharing the shows and for just being along for the ride. It's been really, really amazing. And it's crazy that we have gotten in that many earballs. So <laughs> it's almost six years. It'll be six years this December. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Woo! Well, thank y'all. And we'll see you on the next episode. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.